Hello, welcome to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast. Seven wins in five shows. Where else to start? Absolutely killed it again, didn't we? <laughs> I don't mean yeah. to. I don't mean to uh, to delve into self praise, but we're on absolute fire. Yeah, as I say, seven wins in five shows. The joint bomber travel won this weekend. Um, what was that return? That was the lowest paid one of the three, wasn't it? So, yeah, it was. Still forty five quid off uh, off a tenner. So. Not bad. Yeah. Happy days. So more of the same, hopefully, uh, this week. We are recording on a Monday night this week. And there's midweek Premier League game. It's that Amazon round of Premier League games this week, isn't it? Where they're all on Prime. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, they're all on Prime this week. But anyway, so we don't know the results of the midweek Prem games. So we're going into the weekend Premier League a little bit blind. Um, there's obviously the big Merseyside derby in midweek um, and a few other big games as well. So, you know, we'll do our best with what we with what we know. And other than that, it's pretty much a full fixture list in Championship League 1 and League 2. So plenty of potential to pick out another winning treble. You know, we're on this red hot form and I'm really confident that we can continue it. Yeah, 100%. Um, we're, we're on some really good form. And as you mentioned, despite the... A little cluster of midweek Premier League games. Uh, just from the fixtures, I don't think too much will change. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're still in good stead for the Premier League. So, without further ado, I'm, I'm ready to get started if you are. Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, just before we properly get into all the tips, I just want to say well done to everyone who backed the winning joint Bomber treble last weekend. But I have noticed it seems that less people seem to back the bets when they run over a period of days. So this one was on Saturday and Sunday, wasn't it? So we had a couple of teams play on Saturday, uh, maybe one on Sunday or the other way around. But it seems like more people back bets that are on three o'clock on Saturday and finish and are settled by, you know, 5 p.m. on Saturday. And whilst that's great to have that money, sometimes I think it's worth saying that it is better just to wait. You know, you don't want to rush the profit. I think yeah. impatience, impatience probably is one of the biggest reasons why the bookies take punters' money. You know, you want a quick win. You want to make that quick book, get out, get it in the bank. But, you know, sometimes the best strategy is to wait because the best options are over a period of days. And I think it's just worth saying that sometimes it is worth backing the bets that do run over an extended period of time, even though there's not that quick, instant win. Yeah, exactly. and. Uh... You know, we can all force a bet out on a Saturday, but, you know, as the as the bets have shown in recent weeks, if you can just wait that extra day, that 24 hours, uh, sometimes it can be worth it. But lecture over. Let's move on to the to the Premier League, Tom. Um, get us started then, my friend. Um, so it starts with Everton against Chelsea. Everton 12-5, to five, uh, draw 11-4, to four, Chelsea evens. This game kind of begs the question, and this is where we're at a slight disadvantage of not knowing the midweek Premier League games. Um, as I mentioned, it's the Merseyside derby. Marco Silva is on the thinnest of ice. A big derby defeat could see him sacked. This game might take place with a caretaker manager in charge of Everton uh, or a brand new manager. You know, we don't know that. So there's that to bear in mind, I feel, with this game. But um, as things stand now, I would definitely be back in Chelsea at evens. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Even even after that damaging uh, defeat to West Ham, where where Chelsea were were off colour, I think it's fair to say. Um, no Tammy Abraham. I think that was a that was very apparent. Uh, I think Giroud is ready for a lucrative move to China, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Chelsea priced at evens. Uh, got way too much pace and movement for that that Everton back. I mean, there were wing backs according to the formation, but I, I actually watched the the Leicester Everton game as we'll get on to for the bombproof treble and uh, and yeah, Everton were just it was a flat back five. Sidibe <laughs> uh, was way more advanced than Dean, uh, but it was a flat back five. So I think even despite those numbers, I think. Uh, you know, Pulisic, Mount, all those kind of guys got will have way too much for uh, yeah. for Everton. Yeah. 
I agree. So the three o'clock, so we've got three on Saturday. Bournemouth, Liverpool, Tottenham, Burnley and Watford, Palace. Uh, the, obviously, the two standouts here are Liverpool to beat Bournemouth away, Spurs to beat Burnley at home. They're both priced at two to five. Do you think that's a fair reflection on the price? Do you think they'll both come in? Yeah, I think they'll both come in. Um, I I expect Tottenham to concede. Uh, they've not made life easy for themselves, have they? Especially in second halves recently. So don't be surprised if Burnley get a goal, but they should run out comfortable winners. Yeah, um, same with Liverpool, to be honest. Yeah. No clean sheets in, what, only one clean sheet in in the Premier League all season, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, very, very, not concerning because they still have the the second best defence in the entire league at, at the time of recording. And so, you know, not, not too concerning, but, you know, definitely... Definitely not making it easy. Brighton on another day could could easily have, have snatched a draw the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you do fancy these teams who are conceding but winning, so Liverpool to beat Bournemouth and both teams to score is 8-5 to five for Liverpool. Uh, and for Spurs, Burnley, Spurs to win and both teams to score. That one is priced at 15-8. to eight. Yeah, so moving on. Let's talk about the Hornets, Tom. Watford sacked Kike Sanchez-Flores again, uh, looking for the third manager, and it's literally just crept into December, um, which is just incredible. I mean, yeah. <laughs> absolutely insane. Uh, Rumour has it it's going to be Mark Hughes, uh, Chris Hutton, one of those two. What do you think to this game? What do you think to the appointment of Mark Hughes or Hewton? Uh, and what do you think of, of Watford just, just overall at the moment? I think they're going to go down. I think they probably deserve to go down. Um, we've spoken for a while, haven't we, with their their model of you know having a manager in charge for a season or so, then sacking them. It seemed like they might actually have stuck with Javi Gracia for a while, but no, he's he lasted just over a season and now he's gone. I was surprised at how long they could sustain that model for anyway. When you've yeah. got so many managers coming in who all want to bring their own players in, you end up with this dressing room that have got players in that have made that have been brought in by four or five different managers. Um, there's no time for anyone to grow something there, really, is there? So, um, and I think they'll lose this game to Palace, whatever happens. Palace two to one, excellent value. We saw them go away to Burnley last weekend and get a great win there at Turf Moor. And they've got the fifth best away, best away record in the league. So, you know, they're, they're a tough cookie away from home at Palace. They are. Uh, an air of uh, peace of caution. Um, I, I do feel that Nick Pope had a absolute horror show on Saturday. And I do feel that he was at fault for both goals on another day. Both get saved. And Palace don't win that game. I I don't see them um, being overly convincing. I think they were very very fortunate to capitalise on a couple of goalkeeping mistakes. But I do get where you're coming from. Their record is impressive. Yeah, Watford for me. Mark Hughes. I mean, I'm trying to imagine Mark Hughes in the Championship. To be honest, um, and I don't know how, how that would go. I think Hewton would be a, a lot better of an appointment for me, uh, just kind of longevity-wise. I think if you have a look at the at the bottom teams, you've got Watford, Norwich, Southampton. Then you've got Everton, Brighton, Villa. The difference, I know Everton are going through a bad spell, but you know, barring a, you know absolute calamity, they're not going to go down. Look at mm. Everton, Brighton, Villa and put them up against Watford, Norwich, Southampton. For me, the bottom three, there's a, it's only two points. But in my mind, there's a massive gap between the level yeah. of, say, Villa and Brighton to Southampton, Norwich, Watford. Like, yeah. I, it's, it always feels this way. And, you know, Burnley in 10th on 18 points, six points clear. You know, technically, they could get dragged into it, right? But... I'm yeah. looking at the bottom three right now and I can't see it changing. I can't see any other teams going down other than them three. Um, the only one that I might have a question mark over getting sucked into it is potentially Newcastle. 
Uh, yes. I always feel that they're a few games away from a crisis, but um, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. The, the others should have more than enough to survive. You know, your Villas, Brightons, Everton's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's I just you, do you get where I'm coming from. I feel yeah, like the gap yeah, is absolutely. is massive, and you know, yeah. if I was to if I was to put my neck on the line right now, I'd I'd pick all three of them, and I don't care who they've got in as manager. But anyway, uh, let's talk about the Manchester derby, Tom. Massive game for City. Massive title yeah. gone for me already gone. Yeah, some bookies have already paid out on Liverpool to win the league. Are they not surprised? Yeah. No, um, yeah, for me, the title's gone for Man City. They're, what, 11 points behind already? No, I, th- I think they'll probably win this game. I don't fancy Man United whatsoever at the moment. 8-1 to one for United in a Manchester derby. That must be one of the biggest prices they've ever been, surely. That's, em- that's embarrassing. Yeah. Should've, United shouldn't be 8-1. to one. But honestly, I genuinely feel like we're in the new era now of United just scrapping it out for, for Europa League. Every every kind of, you know, every team goes through its period, right? Mm. And and yeah. I, I feel like United, this is, a, this is how they're going to be moving forward. Way too much deadwood. Problems in the boardroom and, and at, you know, senior level. Um, a manager that, you know, since he's been appointed as a permanent manager has been nothing short of a disaster. Honestly, yeah. nice guy, nice guy, but he's been horrendous. Yeah, I think um, I think they should sack him and hire him again on like an interim basis. <laughs> month to month deal, honestly, something like yeah. that. Yeah, maybe, but yeah, um, City to win this, even though they're not convincing. I'd go maybe three one. Yeah, uh, the, the price for City is two to seven. I don't know if we read that out. It's it's a poor price. It's very poor. Yeah. Uh, but they should definitely win. That The spectre of Pochettino, I feel like, looms very large over Solskjaer. Ever since he's become available, he's been put under so much more pressure. Um, and I feel like he's only a bad derby defeat away from the sack. Yeah. Right, so let's move on to Sunday's games. We've got three at two o'clock. I don't particularly like that that uh, scheduling. Villa Leicester, Newcastle Southampton, Norwich Sheffield United. Um, anything out of that that you really like the look of? Leicester are probably the standouts, aren't they? Really, six wins in a row, eight to eleven on the nose. Yes, again, Villa. I've, I mean, you know, I mentioned this earlier about Burnley. Um, Villa will make it difficult, and I think Villa will get on the score sheet. Especially Grealish right now is is you know mm. on on top of his game. This is about as good as I've ever seen him. I think, and yeah, and uh, he's looking like a real talent. But yeah, definitely Leicester to eventually get the victory. Um, Leicester, as you said, priced at eight to eleven. If you want to take my advice and go for Leicester to win and both teams to score. It is a juicy 11-5. to five. Yeah, it's all right, though, isn't it? Um, I do have a, this concern about Leicester that, at the moment, we're all treating them like they're a Liverpool or a Man City because they've been on this good, really... They're playing good football. They're on this long winning run. Um, and I feel like we're going to get stung one weekend when we're going to yes. get a little bit of a reality check, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Could it be this weekend? Ugh. Villa have got it in them. Villa have got it in them, but I don't know. Yeah, Villa is a tough place to go. I can think of much easier away games than Villa Park, for yeah. sure. So, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you know, eventually, I mean, this is what we said when they won the title, Tom. It, it never never let up, did it? That's true. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> uh, you do get that feeling that, you know, Eventually, they're gonna they're gonna slip up, just yeah. as every good side does. Let's talk about another standout, Tom. Can't believe you're uh, you're not talking about Sheffield United. How oh, are they not a standout? Yeah, seventh in the league, away at nineteenth. Um, Sheffield United haven't lost in any of their last seven games. I know um, Norwich are a little more tasty at home. But Sheffield United unbeaten away. Yeah. One win. You have to do point out only one win in the seven games, six draws. So, 
you know they they haven't been they haven't been battering teams away from home, but they haven't been losing, and and you know that's that's a recipe for a good meal. That um, not losing away from home and Sheffield United priced at eleven to eight. God, it's tempting, isn't it? It certainly is, um, and that's the thing, isn't it? Every single point counts. You know, all these points that they're accumulating away from home. You know, they they're so well set to to survive because that was the aim, isn't it? At the start of the season, Sheffield United. Not many people expected them to survive, let alone be in seventh place on nineteen points after fourteen games. That's it. That's incredible. And again, I always highlight Tom, and I don't think you're embarrassed by it either. Me and you thought with David McGoldrick up front, for example, they they would be cut adrift. Yeah. We honestly Completely. thought that, didn't we? Completely. Um, and yeah. we're not, we're by far from the only ones who would have thought that. And to be honest, on paper, I, I still feel like we're justified to think that because McGoldrick was at Forest for years and he was terrible. So Yeah, he still he's, he's, he still is. He's not a Premier League player, but... The thing is about about Sheffield United, they are a great example of a system. Yes. So, if, do you know what I mean? You can go out and yes. you can sign world-class players, but if they don't fit your system, it, it doesn't work, right? And Sheffield United, they'd rather sign someone called Chris Basham than Adriano Lopez da Silva because Chris Basham fits their system. Yeah. So, yeah, Wilder deserves all the credit in the world. But, yeah, um, very tempting to go for Sheffield United, 11-8. to eight. I am leaning towards them. I was going to look into double chance, but it's 2-5. to five, mm, That's tight, is, isn't it? Is, yeah, crazy. Crazy. Two promoted sides. I was hoping we might get a little extra than, yeah. than that, but... But no, um, moving on, Brighton Wolves. This will be a good game, I think. Yeah, this is one where it's probably worth looking into double chance, actually, for Wolves. Um, you yes. know, they've turned it around, haven't they, after a very slow start. They're up in sixth, uh, 20 points, level with Spurs, who are in that Europa League spot. No losses in six for Wolves. Brighton have lost three on the spin. Um, and uh, whether I fancy Wolves enough to go away to Brighton, because we've seen that Brighton in recent weeks have been fairly decent at home, haven't they? Uh, beating Norwich, yep. beating Everton, beating Spurs, just losing to Leicester. Uh, but definitely Wolves on the double chance I like the look of. Yes, I like both teams to score as well. The the thing is, I wanna, I, I'm gonna kind of hang on the coattails of of Martin Keown a little bit. Um, he raised the point on match of the day too uh, that I was watching, and he said Wolves deserve a lot of credit. They they've qualified from the Europa League group. And they're sixth in the league after a slow start. Mm-hmm. How many times have we fallen into the stigma of saying, oh, Europa League, Thursday, Sunday, it doesn't work, or the travel, blah, blah, blah. Wolves are myth busters. Yeah. They are literally <laughs> myth busters. And their squad is way poorer than, you know, Arsenal, on paper anyway, Arsenal, yeah. United. Chelsea have been in the Europa League in recent years. And none of them have, have managed it as well. And I think Wolves deserve a lot of credit. And like I said, it's not me that's come up with that. Uh, but I just thought I would bring that, you know, I wrote that down on my notes to mention to the profit chasers because I think, you know, that is absolutely spot on. They're doing magnificently. Yeah, you're completely right. You are. Um, or Martin Keogh is completely right. Martin Keogh is. <laughs> but anyway, both teams to score 19 to 20. I think... Brighton at home, I always fancy them to to score. Uh, recently, they have scored four out of their last five games, including against Liverpool, against Manchester United, um, uh, away at Villa Park, as we mentioned, which is pretty pretty uh, tough to go. Um, obviously, they beat a lacklustre Tottenham, which you know the, I doubt it would be three 0 if they met today. And Wolves on. You know, we all know about Wolves. The last time they failed to score in a game, you have to go back to the 19th of September. Uh, they lost 1-0 at home to Braga in the Europa League. Wow. Uh, since then, they've scored in every single game. And Raul Jimenez, um, I thought he was going to be kind of a Solskjaer, 
you know, um, great on loan, sign him and just kind of falls falls apart. But he's back to his best. And uh, when you've got a, a number nine like that, it, it doesn't half give you a chance. Yeah, completely agree. Um, so the final game is West Ham against Arsenal. West Ham 11-4, to the draw 16-5, to Arsenal 4-5. to uh, Heavy favourites, but for me, I would not be touching them with a barge pole. You've got to be joking. You've got to be joking me. I, I mean, ask, do you know when I talk about Sheffield United having players that fit the system, Arsenal are the exact opposite. Arsenal f- sign players absolutely willy-nilly. You, yeah, you come in, yeah. you come in, you come in. They don't look to to fill a role in a system and... Now, that's why they've got Mustafi, David Luiz, Kalasinac and, and Callum Chambers as the back four, which is horrendous. Uh, for me, I'd be going for both teams to score. It is four to nine, so it's not the best price we're going to get. But I think West Ham at home against those defenders and any team with a Bamiang in their team has a chance of scoring. Mm-hmm. I don't know which way the result will go, but I think you'll get both teams to score as tight as the price is. Yeah, if you do fancy West Ham on the double chance, that's a really good price, actually. It's 10 to 11, so it's just a shade under even. Mm. Um, Arsenal, no win in the last eight games without a clean sheet in 10 games. So they're on a very poor run of form. And away from home, if I'm looking at their recent fixtures, we talk about sides they should really be beating. Um, they've drew away at Norwich. They've drew away at Watford. Uh, they've lost away at Sheffield United. Yeah, for again, like I said earlier, United. This is just how it is now. You know, they they've had their time and they haven't performed well. Um, you know, off the field and now they're suffering. Same with Arsenal. Tom, when me and you were growing up, Arsenal were were one of the best teams in the world. Oh yeah, big time. Everyone wanted to play for Arsenal, didn't they? The, the yeah. style of football, oh. the Invincibles. Oof. Yeah, not anymore, mate. No, not anymore. So let's end the Premier League there. Let's move on to the Championship. This is a pig of a league this week. It really is. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, we were speaking off air, Tom, weren't we, about you know who we're going to have in our bets this week, mm. and you know we had a glance at the the Championship, and and I could honestly come up with two two teams that I want to tip, and that's it. So. Feel free to take it away, mate. What have you got for me this week? Well, yeah, well, I know mine, one that I've got is different to yours. So um, we'll start with Blackburn. They're at evens at home to Derby. Um, Reason being that Derby, despite having good, strong home form, terrible on the road. They've not won in the last five away games. Um, No pun intended. Hmm? No pun intended. What did I say? You said they were poor on the road. Oh. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Anyway, carry on. Uh, um, yeah, they've lost the last four away games in a row, all to nil. It's really, really bad. Then they're going away to a Blackburn side who have really picked up some form recently. Four wins in the last five games. And more impressively than that, they've beaten Sheffield Wednesday, who are a decent side. Uh, they've beaten Brentford, who are a very good side. And they've also beaten Stoke, who, as as we know, they've won the last the first two games under Michael O'Neill. So to go to Stoke and come out two on winners is a is a good result. Um, so yeah, you know, for me, Blackburn on very good form against the Derby side, who are terrible away from home. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. Um, if this was a, a what do they call it, iPro? Is it? Yeah, I don't know what. Well, Whatever their stadium's called, because they sold their soul to to uh, advertising. Uh, if it, if it was at that stadium, uh, there's only one way that I would be thinking, despite uh, Blackburn's upturn in in results. But as you mentioned, uh, really poor away record for Derby. And uh, do you think Mowbray listened to the podcast? Because it was about two weeks ago, one that we, me and you were saying, you know, Blackburn. Slight concern, need to be performing a little bit better, etc. etc. 
Yeah. I think since we said that, they've they've got a bit better. They've won three so. in a row since we said that. <laughs> yeah. So I think Mowbray's a uh, avid listener, surely. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> um, let's talk about my tip. I mean, you don't have to be a genius to tip Leeds. Uh, again, they're the lunchtime kickoff because of uh, Leeds TV, a.k.a. Sky. Uh, they're four to seven in a Yorkshire derby. Is this a derby? Yeah, it must, just yeah, it must be they're all Yorkshire. Yeah, I don't know. Are they just local rivals? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They're both Yorkshire anyway. Um, so Huddersfield obviously coming off the back of an absolute pummeling um, away at uh, Bristol City. Now the Cowleys are obviously going to have the boys kind of riled up, and they're they're back at home, so it's definitely not going to be a five-two. Uh, but it is hard to go against Leeds. Uh, they've been nicking games late recently. Um, away from home, they actually have a slightly better record than they do at home. Um, yeah, it's just hard not to not to tip top of the league against anyone really. Uh, one six of ten on the road, four to seven, and uh, honestly, I I think this is Leeds' year. I don't mean to sound like Captain Obvious, but you know we've been here before many times with Leeds. Mm-hmm. But this time, it actually does feel like they're going to get promoted automatically, yeah. possibly even winning the league. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, I think they probably will win the league the way they're going. To be honest, they've got that knack, haven't they? Like you mentioned, they're nicking games away from home. The last two away games, even when they might not be performing particularly well against like Reading, against Luton, they're getting those wins in the last minute grinding them out it doesn't matter at the end of the season how you get the wins they're doing it and then at home they're the steamrolling teams at times aren't they like we saw last weekend so um yeah. yeah you can't argue with Leeds four to seven though it's a it's a tight price though but I guess we come to expect that from them this season yeah and you know that that also leads me on to uh onto another tip that I've got that is four to seven as well uh this one is on the Sunday um, it's West Brom at home to Swansea. So a very similar story, to be honest here. Uh, we've got West Brom who are comfortably uh, sat behind um, behind Leeds. As we are recording, I'm actually watching live the, <laughs> the Preston-West Brom uh, game. So <laughs> this could change mid-speech, kind of to be honest. But uh, regardless, even if they get beat 8-0 here at, at Preston, I think they'll have enough to to do Swansea. Swansea have been pretty poor recently, haven't they? Uh, haven't yeah. won in their last four and none in their last five away games. Uh, they got that victory, didn't they, over uh, over Cardiff? It was under Neil Warnock, so you know they were uh, they're not the same side. I think it's fair to say as they are under Harris now. Um, and since then, it's it's not really worked out, has it? I think you know the goals. Have dried up a little bit for Swansea. Um, you know they are notching at a decent rate, um, but you know they they're only putting one past teams, and you know defensively they're they're struggling. So that one goal isn't really enough at the moment. No, but you know to be fair to Swansea, I think this is the best that they could really have hoped for realistically. You know, can, they, yeah. they, oh, they yeah. lost Daniel James in the summer. They lost Ollie McBurney in the summer. So arguably their yeah. two best players. So uh, they've, rec- they've, recovered, yeah, they've recovered from that pretty well, I think. Honestly, uh, at the time of recording, again, I just want to stress, uh, one point off the playoff spots. Um, they're, they're having a really, really good season. And Steve Cooper deserves a lot of credit, mm. but they're coming up against the division heavyweight here who, in Matty Pereira, have one of my favourite players from the 2019-20 season across all four of the English leagues. He is, what a find. Never yeah. heard of him, but <laughs> what a find. He looks absolutely incredible. He's destined for the Premier League, even if it's not with West Brom. So, 4-7 for the Baggies. Yeah. Okay, um, shall we draw a line under the championship there then and uh, escape to League One? Yes. Right, so League One, again, there's not an awful lot that stands out for me this week in League One. But um, one team that I really like to bet on at the moment, as you probably know, really high on Oxford United, 
they've got another very winnable game this weekend. They're at home to Shrewsbury. They're 7-10 to 10 on the nose to do it. They've won the last four consecutive home games, 3-0 against Rochdale, Doncaster, Gillingham and Tranmere. So not exactly the creme de la creme of opposition. Uh, no disrespect to those sides there. But you, know, you can only beat who's in front of you and they've done so very emphatically. Shrewsbury, on the other hand, just one win in the last four away games. Uh, tend to play much better at home than away to the Shrews. So come into an Oxford side who are very high on confidence, up to sixth in the league with a game in hand. Uh, I think it's going to be tough and I think Oxford are going to win. Yeah, Oxford's really exciting team. Really exciting team. Got some lovely players. Uh, let's talk about Bristol Rovers. I mean, it's not often Bristol Rovers are priced at one to two, with all due respect. Um, but they are against officially, well, Twitter poll official, uh, worst team in League One history, Southend United. I mean, I don't need to spend too much time on this. Southend conceded 52 goals after 18 games. It is it beggars belief um, how many goals have conceded. Five points from 18 games, destined to finish bottom. And that's with Bolton starting on minus 10. Uh, it's in two match days, two match days, Bolton could be off the bottom uh, at the expense of Southend. Yeah, completely agree with that one. Can't argue with it whatsoever. Um, yeah, so you talk about Sol Campbell coming into Southend. He's not really had any upturning fortunes. Uh, Michael Appleton came into Lincoln. You know, very well-respected well manager. Did well with Oxford at this level. Um, his Lincoln side are really struggling. Kind of shows how good a job the Cowley brothers did. Because um, Lincoln are currently still in... They're in 18th. They're sliding. They're sliding. He's had just one win in the league as Michael Appleton since he's been in charge. Um, I can't see anything changing in terms of their fortunes this weekend against Burton. They've lost four of the last five away matches. And Burton, at home, tends to be pretty strong. Um, they've won two of the last four. They're quite tight. They've kept three clean sheets in a row. Um, you know, they've drew, they've drew against Coventry and Blackpool. So, some decent sides there. I think they're going to have too much for a struggling Lincoln side. Yeah, Burton just kind of quietly go about their business. Yeah. I mean, they're in 14th. You know, only six points off the playoffs. I'd have them in that kind of outsiders category. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah um, I agree. Um, yeah, they they get the job done without being uh, without being too kind of sexy. Do you know what I mean? They just they just get it done. Yeah, really. they've got a couple of games in hand as well on uh, the teams yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. So. yeah, fly under the radar a bit, and uh, fair play to them. They're having a uh, they're having a good season there. Um, exciting game in League One this weekend. Um, Bloomfield Road, probably the place to be. A uh, little bit of a derby there. So we got uh, Blackpool Fleetwood. I don't know what the name of the uh, of the derby is. Um, the Fleetpool derby. Yeah, dirty seaside derby. I don't know what it's called, but um, two teams in a lot of form. Uh, two teams with uh, with red hot strikers. Uh, non wheelie uh, rather than Ginad Luet, as our friend used to call him. Um, top scorer with <laughs> 10 goals. Uh, Paddy Madden's got 11 uh, for Fleetwood. I, this promises to be a really barnstorming game. I wouldn't dare pick a winner, to be honest with you. Uh, but both teams to score is priced at 3-4, to four, and I think that is a fantastic price. A fantastic price. You've got Fleetwood, um, who scored 29 goals in 16 games. You've got Blackpool, Shade Shire, 26 goals in 18 games. This, for me, promises to be probably the game of the week in League One for neutrals. And, I mean, you just look at just look at some of the recent results. Blackpool 3, Maidstone 1, uh, Blackpool 1, Scunthorpe 3, Ipswich 2, Blackpool 2, Blackpool 2, Wimbledon 0. Blackpool 4, Morecambe 1, Blackpool 4, Peterborough 3. And then on the other side, Crawley 1, Fleetwood 2, um, Fleetwood 2, Tranmere 1, Fleetwood 5, Oldham 2, Bolton 2, Fleetwood 1. I, I mean, it, it's just 
completely littered with goals. So for me, one of the nuggets of value this weekend, three to four, Blackpool Fleetwood, both teams to score. Yep, that's some uh, good research there. I wouldn't really have looked at that one, to be honest. Um, I can definitely see why you're tipping that. Uh, should come in goals galore. No more League One for me. I'm happy to move to League Two. Are you? I am. Hey, well, let's start with uh, my new favourite team. It's Northampton Town. Back them every <laughs> week at the moment. They, they deliver every week. Uh, this time they are away. And they're away at Exeter. So it's a tough game. Northampton currently sat in sixth position. Exeter in fourth. Um, I think the route to go down here is double chance for Northampton. The price for that is four to six. If you do fancy them on the nose, they're 12 to five. So they're a fantastic price on the nose. But that that extra bit of safety with the draw, uh, four to six for the double chance. They've not lost against Exeter in the last seven meetings between the two sides. They've not lost at all in eight games. So I think uh, they're pretty good value to not lose this one. Yeah. Yeah. The kind of flavour of the of the month, aren't they, at the moment? The team that, you know, you, you've backed consistently recently with, and, and they've come through every time, so... Definitely one to uh, one to be watching over the weekend. Uh, the team that I want to I want to take. I mean, they're at a really good price. Tom, if I said to you, uh, I've got ninth at home to twenty second, ninth uh, haven't lost at home all season, and they're priced at evens. What would you say? So that's a fantastic price, Tom Walker. Yeah, and that's Port Vale. Port Vale, home to tricky Warsaw. Now, Daryl Clark at Warsaw has somewhat turned it around a little bit. Um, So just going to go through their last couple of results. Lost 1-0 at home to Oxford in the FA Cup. Um, You know, we've just spoke about how good Oxford are. um, Promotion League One level. So not a bad result. Uh, 0-0 with Stevenage. Points on the board, beat Darlington in the uh, FA Trophy. No, sorry, FA Cup. Uh, beat Cambridge and won 6-0 at home to Forest Green in the Football League Trophy. They have turned it around somewhat. I mean, I would question the quality um, of Stevage, Darlington and Cambridge. I feel like Port Vale at home is going to be a lot more of a challenge. Uh, Port Vale, even though this was away from home, their their last time out, they beat Cheltenham 3-1 in the FA Cup. Um, That was away, so that's a really good barometer as well. I'm throwing it out there with a a bit of caution, but I'm leaning towards Port Vale, and like I said, they're priced at evens. Yep, I can see why. It's a good price. Um, Very, very good home record this season, haven't they, like you say? Um, a team that I like the look of is Swindon, priced at 29 to 20. The top of the league, they played Grimsby away. Grimsby sat in 18th position, falling like a stone at the moment. They've not won in the last 10 games. Uh, we mentioned Grimsby not last week, but the week before on the podcast, how they're still without a full-time manager at the time of recording. As I say, no wins in the last 10 games, really, really struggling. Swindon, on the other hand, have generally dispatched these lower teams pretty well when they've played away. They they beat Salford 3-2, they beat Crawley 4-0, uh, beat Cambridge 1-0, all away. So when they've come up against these kind of sides like of Grimsby's calibre in the league, uh, they've, they've generally tended, tended to win and win pretty well. So 29-20 seems like a really good price to me. Yeah, I'm very concerned for Grimsby. Very, very concerned. Um, as you mentioned, dropping like a stone. Um, I mean, every as we mentioned before, there's going to be some horrific teams that don't go down this season because of the Berry situation. And Grimsby could be one of those. Yeah, uh, They could on really benefit from the fact that Morecambe and Stevenage are are going to look like they're going to fight it out for their football league status. But uh, yeah, Grimsby in, in all kinds of all kinds of trouble. 
Uh, I've got a two to one uh, tip here. Um, road team as well, Plymouth Argyle. Mm. Uh, they're going to make the trip to Colin Calderwood's Cambridge. Uh, Cambridge haven't won in their last six games. Uh, they've had some really poor results recently, home and away. Um, Plymouth haven't lost in their last four. I was going through the results of Plymouth and I was quite impressed with what they've put together recently. Uh, FA Cup uh, drew 1-1 with Bristol City. Uh, sorry, with Bristol Rovers away from home. Very good result. They beat Bradford 2-1 at home. They beat Forest Green 1-0 away. Uh, they beat Bolton 1-0 away in the FA Cup. Um, lots, of, lots of positive news there. Lots of... Uh, you know, tough opposition, you'd say, especially in the FA Cup where they've uh, obviously managed to, to go toe-to-toe with, with two League One sides. They're priced at two-to-one. Cambridge, I mean, I didn't really know where they would be going. They went on that weird bit of form, didn't they, where, where I thought they might be kind of playoff gate crashes, but no, I, I, I don't think that's going to be the case anymore, but... Plymouth after a slow start up to eighth and and two to one I'm I'm licking my lips there. Yeah, it's a great price. Um, if you did want to go that extra bit of safety further, double chances, eight to fifteen for Plymouth to either win or draw. So, um, a nice little accumulator booster there. Yeah, I think we should end it there. To be honest, I don't know if you've got any more that you like the look of, but I'm happy to uh, to move on to the travels. Yeah, absolutely. Let's recap last week's Bonfoos trebles. It was double jeopardy heartbreak for myself. Um, my treble started off with Forrest, unfortunately, losing 1-0 at home to Cardiff. It did contain the absolutely thumping Brentford result, though. 7-0 Brentford won at home to Luton. Yeah, not, not, not a bad tip. Um, and then we had the VAR drama that we're going to cover in more detail shortly in the Leicester win. They won 2-1 at home to Everton. Yeah, uh, that was very, very close. Forrest, 30 shots on target. Sorry, 30 shots in that game against Cardiff as well. Just two on target, though. So shooting practice required. The, the Forrest were dreadful. But anyway, moving on. Um, yourself, Tom? Yeah, so for myself, I had uh, Northampton to win against Notts County. They did so 3-1. Yeah, this was Tom's FA Cup special. Uh, so he had Oxford against Warsaw in that, and he got the away win, 1-0 to Oxford. And unfortunately, it was heartbreak. Crew were needed to win the treble. Uh, unfortunately, they conceded in the 86th minute to draw one all in their game against Eastleigh. Devastating, devastating. However, we did have a winner, as we mentioned. Uh, So just to recap, uh, we had Northampton from Toms uh, to win three... Sorry, Northampton to beat Notts. As we said, they won 3-1. We had Brentford from mine to beat Luton. As we mentioned, they won 7-0. And then the Leicester game, uh, we had from mine as well. And boy, did that put me through the ringer. <laughs> I was watching it live. And I mean, this is similar to Tyro Mings when he got that equaliser away at uh, United. I didn't dare celebrate. I, I didn't dare celebrate. Yeah. I, it went in and it, it looked fine. And, you know, last season I'd have gone mad and my laptop would have been flipped in the air. But. I just knew that they were going to review it, so it kind of had to wait. And yeah, great drama, great way, best way to win a treble, easily. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So that made it seven wins in the last five shows uh, on a really good run of form, as we've mentioned. So hopefully now with this week's trebles, we can continue this good run. We're like the Undertaker at WrestleMania. However, we don't want to lose. No, no, his came to an end. So hopefully ours doesn't. <laughs> No. Okay, so um, you can start this week, Tom, if you want. Oh, lovely. Thank you, mate. Um, So, yeah, I've managed to construct myself a little treble, so I'm just going to give that a little read now. Uh, So we're going to start off with Bristol Rovers. Uh, Bristol Rovers are at home to uh, self-proclaimed worst team in League One history. 
uh, South End. Uh, they're priced at one to two. I'm also going to go for Blackpool and Fleetwood, both teams to score. That's priced at three to four. And then I'm going to go for Pete, uh, Plymouth to beat Cambridge away from home. They're priced at two to one, which means the treble pays 6.87 to return 78.75. Yeah, that's a really good price, really good returns. Obviously, Plymouth are the ones that are massively boosting that up, but yeah, they're a team that I definitely think will win. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, uh, fingers crossed that, that, that that comes in. Tom, what have you got, my friend? We're going to go for Oxford United at home to Shrewsbury in League One, priced at 7-10. to 10. Then we're going to drop to League Two. Swindon away at Grimsby, priced at 29-20. to 20. And finally, my favourite team, Northampton Town, on the double chance away at Exeter. Uh, that's 4-6. to six, And the treble pays £69.42 off a tenner. Uh, off a five, that's about 35 quid. Tell you what, tell you what, we've got some, we've got some big paying trebles this weekend. We have big paying trebles, not even done on purpose, really. Uh, yeah, uh, love what you're doing there. I think, you know, Oxford and uh, oh, geez, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just typing in the, uh, I'm just typing in the, in the in your picks, and um, my Mac auto-corrected Exeter to exterminate. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why that happened. But anyway, um, yeah, love the, the Oxford Swindon. Uh, those two are the heavyweights. And, and Northampton, one of the form teams in the in the EFL, if not the whole of uh, English professional football right yeah. now. So, yeah, love the fact that that returns nearly 70 quid. That's, that's massive. Beautiful. So for a joint treble then, um, who, yeah. So nominate one from each. So you nominate your the one you're most uh, confident in from yours. I mean, the one I'm most confident in is Bristol Rovers, but you know they're one to two. So I'm going to stick them in, but see if you can juice it up a bit. Okay, so we will we'll juice it up with Oxford then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're seven to ten. Shall we go with the safety of the double chance for the joint treble? Yeah, 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 we can do that. We can do that. So it, I'll I'll read it out. It, oh, my God. My Mac keeps putting exterminate whenever I type Exeter. Okay. Um, so I'll read it out if you can uh, total it up, my friend. So uh, we're going to go for uh, Bristol Rovers to beat Southend, Oxford to beat Shrewsbury, and Northampton double chance against exterminates. Tom, what does it pay? <laughs> So that equals forty-two fifty returns. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, love that. Yeah, love that. So fingers crossed, we can all uh, all smash the bookies together and uh, continue our good run. Absolutely. So let's have a quick look at fantasy football, shall we? Before we wrap up, um, another bang average week for me it means I've gone down in the league again. Um, yeah. I'm in seventy ninth place. Yeah, I'm in 90th. Oh, I've overtook now, you I've, again. I've, yeah, I tumbled almost 40 places. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Shocker. Yeah, I I didn't even have... Well, I was 15 off the average, but I'm just sick of fancy football. I'm rubbish at it. I'm absolutely rubbish. Um, <laughs> I'm so sick I can see it. you like making moves like putting Robertson as your captain, trying to differentiate yourself there but uh, yeah well that's, good try. that's the only way that's the only way to catch up right yeah and um and i was thinking if it was robertson that got those two assists not bloody alexander arnold i'd probably be getting approached for the watford job yeah. right now but it didn't, didn't work out that way uh but tom let's not focus on how bad we are uh edward ridu callum nags Sean McCarthy, David Arias, Sanj Birdie Mystery, Nathan Brunskill, Dan Lynch, Steve Jones, Darren Venn, and Luke Birchall make up the top 10. Um, Edward Redu uh, has got a, I mean, it's a small lead in, in this league, but 31 point lead. Not bad. Yeah, it's a good lead. It is a very good lead. Uh, 
213 people in the league. It's propped up by Raptors, Yakubu Hassan, uh, 480 points. So if you are doing a lot better than Yakubu, um, if you are perhaps doing as well as Edward right at the top, please join the league. There's a £20 free bet on offer for the winner uh, if you're a top come the end of the season. So we'll give you the league code in the podcast description or on social media. Yeah, and honestly, if you if you finish top of this league, you can join Kelechi Iheanacho and be an honorary president of the yeah. uh, of the podcast. That'll yeah. be some effort if you go on and win that. Anything left, or are we done? Not really. Just to say thanks, I suppose. Oh wait, social media. Sorry. Yeah, guys, uh, if you have enjoyed the show and you want to extend your podcast experience. Please follow us on our social media platforms. Twitter is the best one, uh, T underscore FB podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook as well, www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And uh, if you have any you know, questions, any, any tips for the show, any, uh, anything you want to talk to us about over email, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com is the email address. Yeah, and if you have enjoyed the show, guys, we'd really appreciate a rating or review wherever you listen to the podcast. Um, So, yeah, hopefully you win some more money this weekend. Our treble winning streak can go on. And thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, guys. Take care.